Welcome back. Today is Monday, February 26, 2024. I'm jumping out of my seat. I'm so excited to do this show. I'm so excited to see you again. I hope you had a great weekend. We certainly did. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have the hard data that Fannie Willis will be doing some hard time due to her inability or her ability to understand the penal code, ladies and gentlemen. She is uh, gonna face the music very soon. Cell phone data exposes that the entire Trump case in Georgia is a fraud, and we will cover all of it today. Nikki Haley refuses to drop out after humiliating, crushing loss in South Carolina. But we do have one rhino down. Rana McDaniel has resigned just moments ago. We'll do a victory lap and a victory dance here on the program. Viva Fry joins the show to give us his expert legal theories on what's going on in Georgia. We'll see. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Just got back from an incredible time in South Carolina. We were there with some of our closest uh, friends and allies and uh, energy uh, 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 bringers of the movement. We had an event with Vivek. This is what it looked like as we walked into our event in South Carolina with Vivek. It was just rowdy. So much fun. Check it out. Speaking of bringing the energy, just so, so exciting to do this. So exciting to meet everyone. Like the, the the number of people that told me they traveled for hours to just come say hi to us, sit down. It was packed wall to wall. The people were chanting. Let's get some audio on this. People were chanting VP, VP. But just a great time. Just rowdy. People in a brewery just getting rowdy. So awesome, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to like go out and to be able to create culture and to take this show out of the studio and to ha have just a real life interaction and to be able to um, build, right? Like it's it's just great. And we, we were posted by the president multiple times. We were able to like create news cycles. And that's the point here is to not just sit back and to complain about society, but to actually add and to actually build and to create. And that is what we are doing here. Although when we are out of the studio and when we are traveling, you do end up getting uh, a little bit of the sniffles. You've been into the airports lately. Um, yikes, they've been better. It's always tough traveling. You always come back a little bit uh, on the mend, especially if you go at the pace that we go. We just pretty much don't sleep. We just go out and get it and hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why you need to use the wellness company. The wellness company keeps us fit as a fiddle, making sure that we have the gold standard when it comes to being safe and healthy and ready for anything, and we certainly are. This medical emergency kit has an assortment of life-saving medications as well as a guidebook and aid for safe use in all of the life-saving situations. Rest assured that you have energy and emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand. We trust the people who put together the wellness company kits, and you should too. To order, just go to twc.health slash Benny, twc.health slash Benny, and enter the code Benny for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We got some special, special news for you. As of this morning, ladies and gentlemen, Rana McDaniel has officially resigned. Now, we want to just start off today with the breaking news. This is really awesome. Just happened seconds ago, uh, right on the heels of the event with Vivek and I, uh, right on the heels of Vivek going on stage at the RNC convention and calling for Rana McDaniel's resignation. Ronna McDaniel is officially done. This is, of course, a wonderful way to start our week, a wonderful way, a pep in our step. We are excited to enter the week knowing that we have the power. I mean, this is the point, right? The point is that we are a party that is made up of voters and Americans who care about this place, and we have a say. 
And when our leaders don't care about us and are not listening to us and are not delivering on the priorities that we care about, we can change them. We can change it. If you don't like it, you can change it. We often say to our children in the Johnson household. And so this is like an important practice in us as a movement, having the energy and the power to actually get something done. And so that is a wonderful start to our week. Here's the second great start to your week. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump won the South Carolina primary in historic fashion. Here's our election update for the show. So we were in South Carolina. We did uh, go and, well, interview people in Nikki Haley's hometown. We told you we were going to do that. We had multiple events. Uh, We were rocking and rolling. We went to Trump rallies and everything. It's great. Some of the content's up. Some of it's not just yet. Donald Trump shared our content like three or four times during the weekend. I don't know what the total tally is, ALX, but here's Trump sharing our investigation into Nikki's hometown. You know, it's been a bee in our bonnet that Nikki Haley has smeared and slandered uh, her sweet little hometown of Bamberg, South Carolina, as evil racists and has, well, effectively destroyed that place with her policies and then continues to rub salt in the wound uh, with claiming that these people are some of the worst people on it. We went there. They weren't. Spoiler alert. They weren't. Some of the worst people are they were beautiful people. They were wonderful. And they told us what they really thought about Nikki Haley. And well, Donald Trump sure seemed to like that. And he shared it multiple times. So it's pretty awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump shared our content, had these massive rail- rallies on his way to a historic victory. The fastest call for so- in South Carolina history for a contested primary. It wasn't 60 seconds before the polls closed that the corporate press called it for Donald Trump. Donald Trump winning with the largest number of total votes in history in South Carolina in a dominant performance, ladies and gentlemen, that even that even CNN had to admit was just not, was just not, not like, like how bad, how bad has things gotten, quite frankly, when CNN has to go on air and has to say that this is the greatest political comeback in American history. How bad have things got? How incredible is this moment? Ladies and gentlemen, watch CNN completely eat with a spoonful their words after Donald Trump's historic victory in South Carolina. CNN nearly holding back tears on air and because they are holding back tears, this is our salt that lib of the day. I know we're jumping jumping right in here. Ladies and gentlemen, get your salt shakers out. You're going to watch CNN reporting on Donald Trump's historic victory. And oh, baby, the salt is flowing. Have a listen. Victory speech, overwhelming uh, results in uh, in South Carolina. Um, we uh, called it right at the top of the hour as soon as the polls closed. Back to the team here uh, in New York. Um, listen, you've heard a lot of well, Trump speeches. Yeah, I mean, RIP the Reagan GOP. There's something so jarring about watching Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, all of who condemned him after January 6th, lining up to do their best campaign rally impersonation. But what he's doing right now um, is embarrassing. And I think this is not the Tim Scott that we know. But you also see this happen with many men and women who actually find themselves in this Trump orbit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is mm-hmm. not who Lindsey Graham, we, we knew Lindsey Graham to be before. Uh, he, he wouldn't he even show his face in Munich this time after years and years going with John McCain to uh-huh. the conference yeah, that I mean, celebrates but, the NATO and, alliance. And, and, he wouldn't and even that, show up. There is a segment but, of lifelong the, Republicans who are mortified by what Tim Scott's doing. We are definitely the minority. You're absolutely right, Scott. But there are some of us who are like, we thought you were one of the good ones. We thought you were going to tell the truth. I want to know his answer to also, yeah, certifying the election question. That's fundamental. Subject this think, doesn't work. I think one of the things we're doing for Nikki is we're actually lowering the bar as we go around mm-hmm. because she just got pummeled in her home state. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand about the also are, you abandoned Ukraine um, here. You have a military state 
and you have Ukrainians losing cities, losing ground, and the only Republican in the country saying, for God's sake, do not abandon democracy. For God's sake, do not abandon Ukrainians to Putin's butchers is Nikki Haley. And she just got destroyed in a military state. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, um, ALX is ALX is sourcing a couple of other extra comments from that CNN clip. Not exactly the comments that I wanted there. This one, however, from Kristen Welker on NBC is particularly spectacular. This is how NBC News was forced to cover Donald Trump's victory in South Carolina this weekend. Listen to some of the uh, adjectives that they used. Crushing, dominant. Ooh, man, this has got to hurt. Watch. Trump delivering a crushing blow to Haley in her home state on Saturday, trouncing her by nearly 20 points with nearly 60% of the vote. The former president dominating nearly every key group in the South Carolina Republican primary electorate, according to NBC News exit poll results. Trump now setting his sights squarely on the general election. Crushing, dominant, ready to go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the CNN clip I wanted. The greatest political comeback in American history. CNN having to admit it on air. Ooh, it is sweet. Go. Uh, victory speech, overwhelming uh, results in uh, in South Carolina. Um, we uh, called it right at the top of the hour as soon as the polls closed. Back to the teams here uh, in New York. Um, Listen, you've heard a lot of well, Trump speeches. Yeah, I mean, RIP the Reagan GOP. There's something so jarring about watching Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, all of who condemned him after January 6th, lining up to do their best campaign rally impersonation and saying this is the most qualified yeah, I mean, man uh, to be president. The night of January 6th, Lindsey Graham was saying he was, you know, I'm done. done. Enough. 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 Yeah, um, I mean, listen, it is the greatest political comeback in history. Just three years ago, he was done in the party and it only took a matter of months before he came back and handily won in Nikki Haley's home state. So, ladies and gentlemen, greatest political comeback in history. This is what the map looked like in South Carolina. Do we have that? No. Donald Trump winning effectively every single county. Donald Trump even winning Bamberg, South Carolina, which is, of course, Nikki Haley's hometown. Now, we went to Nikki Haley's hometown. Donald Trump has uh, often said that he is there for the forgotten man and woman in America. Nikki Haley has forgotten her hometown. In Bamberg, South Carolina, the people didn't really think too kindly of Nikki Haley, and especially the policies that Nikki Haley has wrought on their community. The people in Bamberg, South Carolina, voted dominantly for Donald Trump by 30 points. Donald Trump won Nikki Haley's home county. And, well, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't surprise us at all. We went to the sweet little town of Bamberg to check in and see if these people are as racist as Nikki Haley claims they are. And what we found there actually quite frankly, shocked us. Here's a uh, shortcut of what we were able to find when we traveled to Nikki Haley's hometown. Nikki Haley's never come back to help you? No! Welcome to Bamberg, South Carolina, Nikki Haley's hometown. Nikki Haley talks a lot about Bamberg, typically not good things. She says this place is a horrible racist place where she was treated racistly her entire upbringing. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. You sure about that? We're here to find out if the people of Bamberg are racists and if they support Donald Trump or Nikki Haley's globalist policies that really steal and destroy from a place like this. Little, small American towns are the heartbeat of this nation. We're gonna find out today. Let's go. Nikki Haley often says that this is a place where she was treated very racistly, that people were very mean to her, and she's the victim. Have you seen anything like that? Are you are you a racist? No, 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 sir. No, sir. Nikki Haley go flip-flop. One minute is this, one minute is that. We already know what the situation is in this city right here. It's pretty decent. Folks that I know are pretty decent. People have been really nice to us. Everybody that runs in football is really nice. Nikki Haley on the campaign, she regularly talks about how growing up here, she was treated so racistly and people were so mean to her because of her race here. Have you experienced any of that in Bamberg? I haven't. I haven't. People seem really nice here, actually. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> Nikki Haley has been out on the trail, on the campaign trail, saying that she was, when she was raised here, she was treated all racistly, and everyone was so mean to her. She was treated racistly. She treated us racistly. No Nikki Haley. That's an interesting... Oh, one more day. Let <laughs> say so. She ain't getting no black people nothing. The man's nothing. Bye. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We loved going there. We love telling the truth on this program. It is important to actually hit the bricks and to speak to regular people and real Americans and to find out what they actually think. That is how you actually determine what is true or not. Nikki Haley has lied about her hometown. It is not a horrible racist place. It is actually a sweet place with wonderful Americans who have been forgotten by the globalist policies that Nikki Haley pushes. Nikki Haley has abandoned that place, and it is, well, a really rough town, actually. Potholes everywhere, the literal buildings falling in all over Bamberg, South Carolina. It's very sad to see. Stores closing, uh, communities that have been wrecked again by the outsourcing and by the offshoring of value of small American towns uh, to other countries. Nikki Haley is queen of that. And so, again, those people didn't like her, and they proved it by voting for 30 points in favor of Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Donald Trump had a victory party in South Carolina last night. Don uh, sorry, not last night. On Saturday night, Donald Trump's victory party in South Carolina was attended by our team. Uh, this is what it looked like. Or I guess we actually don't have – I guess we don't actually have that asset. Um Ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Haley, for some reason, though, did not uh, drop out after South Carolina, after getting destroyed in her home state. Nikki Haley, for some reason, has decided that she shall continue her race, uh, and we don't exactly know why that is, um, except for we have a suspicion that Nikki Haley is actually running in this race because she is colluding with the Democrat Party. In fact, Gavin Newsom, of all people, said that Nikki Haley is making some of the best points for the Democrat Party this past weekend. Gavin Newsom saying that she's a great surrogate for Joe Biden. Kind of giving up the actual agenda there. Nikki Haley is supported by Democrats. Nikki Haley only gets votes from Democrats. Nikki Haley is funded by Democrats and she has Democrat policies. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please do not vote for Nikki Haley. Please do not see this as a Republican running against Donald Trump. This is simply another Democrat running against Donald Trump. But the people of South Carolina were very excited to see Donald Trump. Here's our footage from inside of Trump's victory party uh, over the weekend. This was Saturday night. Uh, the people chanting for Trump uh, and getting ready to go. Let's go. Gonna need audio on that. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do we have Gavin saying that Nikki is the surrogate? No? Okay. Um, all right. Nikki Haley did speak on Saturday night. Here's our cringe alert. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I hate even playing any clips from her because it's so obvious what she is doing. But, um, I mean, here's your cringe alert. Go. There, there are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. comment is that, by the way? Like, what kind of a comment is, in spite of what all the people want me to do, in spite of the fact that no Republicans support me, I'm going to continue running. 
Who makes those kind of comments? What, 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 what kind of a worldview is that? In spite of what the American people tell me to do, I shall continue. In spite of the fact that no Republicans want me to be president, I'll continue running for president. The person who can make those kind of comments are obviously Democrat plants. People who are funded by Democrats that we know. We know that Nikki Haley is funded exclusively by Democrats, although the Koch network pulled out of the Nikki Haley campaign over the last weekend. So I guess that's a little added benefit to the fact that nobody likes Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is not only funded by Democrats, these are open primaries, which is insane. So Democrats can vote for Nikki Haley, which is how she's getting votes. And Nikki Haley has Democrat policies. Now, we're coming up on Super Tuesday, so this should hopefully be the final nail in the coffin for Nikki. If there was a nail in the coffin to be delivered to Nikki on a stage at CNN, here it is. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, saying Nikki Haley is the Democrat Party's best surrogate. I mean, at, at what point does the humiliation ritual stop here for Nikki Haley? I don't really see like I don't really see what the end game is other than just switching parties and then announcing that you are, in fact, a Democrat. Here we go. Do you think that Haley or Trump would be easier to beat for him? Well, first of all, I think she's one of our better surrogates. So I hope she stays in. I hope she does well tomorrow. All the nasty stuff she says enough. about Trump. Uh, she's spot on on 99 percent of it. So I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this primary and I hope it continues. So I wish her luck. Uh, but look, Trump's the nominee. We all know that. You know that. Everybody out there knows that. And I think the polls are suggestive. She's going to get walloped tomorrow. Uh, and then she'll make a case, I guess, uh, just to continue in this. But again, I, I have no problem her continuing for as long as she wishes, because I think she's making a good case against Trump. Head to head polls suggest that she would clean Biden's clock. Yeah. Uh, and it's a tougher race. Uh, uh, Trump's, Trump's the nominee. Everybody knows Trump's the nominee. So it does, not you're a, not, so it's you're, not a state that, with respect, there's no evidence to suggest, there's no polling to suggest, there's nothing to suggest, momentum or otherwise, that she can win any state uh, in the Republican primary uh, coming up. So it's just not. It, Donald Trump is the nominee. Uh, Tough, Everybody man. knows that. No, I don't mean that to be dismissive. I have, I have respect for the former governor uh, a lot more than the former president, Donald Trump. Uh, but as I said, I, I wish her luck uh, in the context of being out there and making the case that we're making against Donald Trump equally. I wish her luck. She's a great surrogate. We love having her run. Like, at what point do you just call it what it is? She's a cloak and dagger Democrat plot to try and sabotage Donald Trump from the inside. She's a Manchurian candidate. I can't believe it's still ongoing. And again, it is it, it is beyond belief that a candidate for office continues to say, I will stay in this race in spite of the fact that no voters want me to stay in this race. In spite of the fact that nobody in my party wishes to have me continue running, I'm just going to continue running. And then the Democrats and presumably the person who will be standing for election in 2024, Gavin Newsom, based on every bit of available evidence, Joe Biden will not be making it to the starting gate in 2024. Uh, Gavin Newsom's there saying, this is the greatest thing ever. She's our best surrogate. And Nikki Haley, of course, has taken a hard turn against Donald Trump. And so we just want to call it out. We want to call this for what it is. This is a plot. This is a rigging of the systems. And we are glad that Ronna McDaniel has gone down in flames and that Nikki Haley is, well, self-immolating. And that dumpster fire, while it might keep on rolling, eventually, and these things just run out of money, right? And one of the pundits this weekend told, said something that I thought was really adept, which is, listen, like Nikki Haley spent $75 million running against Donald Trump, and that money could have been spent by never Trumpers and Democrats like more effectively. Nikki Haley has done nothing, hasn't even made a dent in Donald Trump. And so actually, maybe this is like a great way to waste never Trump dollars. They could have done something that actually hurt Donald Trump. And instead, they're pouring it into bird brain Nikki Haley, which, of course, we have an animation for you, ladies and gentlemen. Here is your here is your bird brain. So um, moving from one bird brain on to another big fanny news, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go, clapping the big fanny. We are back on the case because there was breaking news this weekend 
on the big fanny case that ex that just exploded wide open the fraud that is this persecution prosecution of Donald Trump. Fannie Willis, according to cell phone data and text messages, had a pre-existing relationship with Nathan's hot dog weenie roller Wade. Nathan's hot dog was hitting up Fanny's house again and again and again, all the way back to 2019. Now, why does this matter? The pre-existence of this relationship proves that the two of them conspired to bring the Trump case together and that Nathan Wade was put on this case in order to funnel money back into Fanny's fanny pack. Fanny, of course, sleeps with thousands of dollars shoved up under her mattress and in her pillowcase and travels with tens of thousands of dollars, pays for everything in cash as she testified in court. But ladies and gentlemen, that testimony is now going to get her in trouble because, well, she lied. And now we know. The hard data proves it, ladies and gentlemen. Here from Technofog. Trump's attorneys have special prosecutor Nathan Wade's cell phone data, at least 35 visits to Fannie Willis's condo before the relationship started, 2,000 calls and 21,000 texts between Wade and Willis in 2021. Late night hookups after calls from Willis. This is very bad news for Fannie Willis. Not good. Here's how Breitbart is covering it. Nathan Wade led Fannie Willis 2020 transition into office. So they continue to lie and they continue to dig the hole ever deeper. Of course, the reason why this is so important is because it exposes the fraud. That is the Donald Trump trial. This is a get rich quick scheme by the two of these criminals to defraud the taxpayers. The revelation of Wade's previously unreported position as the former personnel decision maker for the district attorney's office raises ethical and conflict of interest concerns. It also raises questions about Wade and Willis having been forthright about their timeline of their affair. Wade is a prosecutor on the Trump case, and he selected the office employees, the source told Breitbart News. Wade led a transition team of 10 to 12 people who interviewed and evaluated current employees to remain on Willis's newly won office. That office immediately started coordinating with the January 6th committee. Oh, man, it's getting real for Big Fanny. So a couple of major pressure points on Big Fanny is obviously that she lied to the court. That's never a good thing. Donald Trump going in hard on Big Fanny at an event that we were at. This is what it looked like trying to get into the Donald Trump event in South Carolina. If you were under any uh, illusion that Donald Trump was not going to win, all you needed to do was try and get to one of his events. Look at the size of this line. We walked the length of the line. It stretched on for what seemed like different counties. Look at this thing. It goes on and on and on. That line was the total length laid end to end of one of Chris Christie's belts. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump at that event roasting Fannie Willis. Let's go. It's no wonder Joe Biden and his thugs are so desperate to stop us. They know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know that. That's why they are weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference. That's what they're doing right now. It's all, look at Fani, F-A-N-I. It should be pronounced Fanny, Fanny, Fani, Fani. They say she gets very upset if you call her Fanny, F-A-N-I. She fell in love with the person that long before this started, he got paid almost a million dollars. He never did it before. They so it's not the fact that these two people, I mean, there's like, it's immoral. The fact that she's a homewrecker and she destroyed this guy's marriage. It, it's, it's not illegal, however, but it is illegal to lie to the court. And it is illegal to not declare these relationships and these conflicts of interests. They've lied, ladies and gentlemen, and now it's provable. First up, Nathan's hot dog. Right into the cooker. Let's go. As we suspected, Fanny and Loverboy perjured themselves. Trump's attorneys got their hands on Loverboy's cell phone data, 
Loverboy was asked about that cell phone data, remember? So if phone records were to reflect that you were making phone calls from the same location as the condo before November uh, 1st of 2021, and it was on multiple occasions, the phone records would be wrong? If phone records reflected that, yes, sir. They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. (laughs) Well, what reason would he have to visit Fannie's condo if they weren't sleeping together? You would have been there, as you indicated, for many reasons, right? Yes. Miss Yurdy resided there, went to visit her, um, maybe went to talk about uh, a, a document that I received. Um, you would go to the condo and talk about a document that you received? Absolutely. Oh. So Wade would have just been reviewing documents at Fanny's condo. Hmm. I feel like that's not the case. I feel like it wasn't documents being reviewed and Nathan Wade then sending bills overnight, billing Fannie Willis for 24 straight hours of work. What does that mean? Well, what that means is booty calls. We have the location data. We have the cell phone data. We now have the hard evidence that this relationship started well before they told the court in sworn affidavits, and both those affidavits have different dates on them. So now they are legitimately caught in a trap of their own lies, and it's getting really, really spicy. The location data doesn't lie, all right? It's the location data that cops in Fannie Willis's own offices use in order to catch criminals. Fannie Willis uses location data and cell phone data in order to put people in prison. So how's she gonna weasel her way out of this one? We look forward to seeing, check it out. We also have the location data. The private investigator just started his review and already found two booty calls. On September 11th, 2021, Wade arrived at Fanny's around 10.45 p.m. and left at 3.28 a.m. And when he got home, he texted her. He probably wrote, Fanny, I've never reviewed documents like that before. You are the best. On November 29th, 2021, Fanny called Wade at 1132 p.m. He shows up at Fanny's at 1243 a.m. and didn't leave until 445 in the morning. That's four hours of reviewing documents. That a boy, Wade. So primetime's excited to hear Fanny's alibi. And it can't be it's a black thing because it's a white thing, too. <laughs> Spoken like a true father. Wait, I can't believe Fox let him do one of those on air. <laughs> yeah, it's a white thing too. I'm a father of three. I, of course, I'm not a home wrecker. Of course, I don't go steal other people's spouses, destroy their marriages, and then go up and cling to the altar of a church and claim that I'm the one being persecuted because of my skin color. People are deeply immoral. They literally used a witch in order to get Donald Trump indicted in a grand jury. So obviously immoral, like an actual witch, though, like a pentagram, like spell casting witch. The person's like clearly demonically possessed. We've shown you the clips. And so what wouldn't they do for power? Right. Like if you're going to be using the dark arts in order to get Donald Trump indicted, then you're going to lie. You're going to do anything you can to keep power. And you're going to use your position to enrich yourself as all evil people do. Fannie Willis, though, may be meeting the end of the line here when it comes to this fraud. Fannie Willis obviously lied under oath. That is demonstrable. That is provable. Now, we did wall-to-wall coverage of it two weeks ago. I mean, we were live for like 20 hours straight because it was too entertaining. The Fannie Willis taking the stand. Oh, we just couldn't believe it. Wearing her dress backwards. Oh, it was too good. Better than anything you've ever seen on Jerry Springer or Judge Joe Brown, Judge Judy. Oh, so amazing. We were excited about it. Of course, we brought you we brought you this reporting, which was really important. She did wear her dress backward. Nobody's, has anybody asked her office about this? What was this a message of? Was this a message like people like fly the flag upside down sometimes to show like distress, right? If you fly the American flag upside down, you show distress. What was this? Why would Fannie Willis wear the dress backward? What message was she trying to send? 
And also, look, zoom in. She is flying her American flag upside down. You can see Fannie Willis flying her. What is she trying to tell us? What? What is Fannie Willis trying to send? What message is she trying to send the American people? Fannie Willis flying her flag upside down. Her dress is backwards. I'm not sure. I do not know. Let me know. Were you in the military? Did, did, is there something? Is there something going on here? We know she lied, and that's not going to go over well in the court. There's some reporting out here that the judge actually donated to her campaign, so that's making me a little bit skeptical about this judge. But it's the same judge that cautioned her that he's going to strike her testimony when Fannie Willis started flying off the handle and throwing things in the middle of the court. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we bring these lies to you, showing you that this is far from over. In fact, the state was so embarrassed by Fannie Willis's testimony from the prosecution that they decided to not call Fannie Willis for a second day to testify, robbing all of us of seeing Big Fannie once more exposed on the stand. But ladies and gentlemen, what we got to see was, um, well, pretty ugly. Watch. About how many times did Wade review documents? When I say frequent, do you think prior to November 1st of 2021, you were at the condo more than 10 times? No, sir. So it'd be less than 10 times? Yes, sir. What did Fanny have to say? Did Loverboy spend the night? Did anyone else with you at the Yerty condo, including Miss Yerty? Yeah, this was a very lonely period in my time. Life, I don't think anyone ever spent the night. Fannie lied. Cell phone data proved that Loverboy visited Fannie's condo 35 times that year. Fannie and Wade really must enjoy reviewing documents together. Cell phone data also shows Fannie and Loverboy called each other 2,000 times that year and texted each other 12,000 times. Do you text anyone 12,000 times? I mean, like, I wonder, maybe my wife, I mean, honestly, like, maybe my wife, I don't have 12,000 text messages with anyone. New details on DA Fannie Willis's affair with special prosecutor Nathan Wade. Here's another demonstrable lie from Technofog. Wade's friend has personal knowledge that their affair began before Willis appointed Wade. Wade regularly stayed the night at Fannie Willis's house in 2020. Ooh, baby. We have the receipts too. Here's the credit card statements. These don't lie. This is from the woman who got her home wrecked by Fannie Willis, one of many. One of many. I'm not saying that Fannie Willis is sleeping with everyone in Fulton County. I am saying that there's a lot of people who suffer because of the horrific crime that she has wrought on the place. One of the most, it was one of the deadliest and most dangerous places to live in America. Fulton County is a third world hellhole because of people like Fannie Willis. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the receipts. They were taking cruises together. They were effectively using the taxpayer kitty in order to fund lavish trips to Napa Valley, multiple cruise lines. It's so embarrassing, in fact, that MSNBC straight up called them out on it on air. We still cannot get over this. Before the testimonies, before the dumpster fire testimonies, MSNBC legal experts on air being like, listen, this is going to get them disqualified. They have already, they have already effectively done so much damage to this case that there no judge, no reasonable judge would ever allow them to continue the prosecution of Donald Trump because they have shown so such a lack of integrity before the court that the entire trial would be about them. How's Nathan Wade? Gonna prosecute Donald Trump. He's the criminal. Watch. When did your romantic relationship with Miss Willis begin? 2022. When? In 2022. Early 2022. So you were appointed in November of 2021. Yes, ma'am. And your relationship started early. What's early? January? February? Around March. Around March. But you two met at an October 2019 um, judicial conference, correct? Yes, ma'am. That testimony directly contradicts earlier testimony from one of Willis's former good friends who said the relationship began well before Wade testified it did and predated his hearing by the DA. Um, 
you have no doubt that their romantic relationship was in effect from 2019 until the last time you spoke with her? No doubt. Did you observe them do things that are uh, common among people having a romantic relationship? Yes. Such as, can you give us an example? Hugging, kissing, disaffection. All, all before November 1st of 2021, correct? Yes. So, again. How great was Donald Trump's victory in South Carolina when MSNBC and CNN have to go on air and weep about it, calling it crushing and dominant and the greatest political comeback in American history? How bad is the Fannie Willis case if, well, on MSNBC, the legal scholars are like, she's straight up lied. She's going to get herself disqualified. She's already effectively disqualified herself. No reasonable judge would allow this to continue. MSNBC saying that multiple times. Check this out. It's it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you feel the same way, Charles, based on the testimony of what we just heard? And we just learned Nathan Wade, who is the special prosecutor in this case, walked in the courtroom. He is. Being so <laughs> you're seeing history in the making there. Nathan Wade walking into the courtroom to deliver what has got to be. And I look forward to talking to Viva Fry about this, but has got to be one of the most embarrassing sequences of events and some of the most embarrassing back-to-back -back testimonies that has ever been delivered to any court anywhere. It's hard to break down our favorite highlights, but we tried on this program. One is Nathan Wade sweating profusely, being asked a simple question, have you ever gone to a cabin, and him having to stare into the middle distance Again, as sweat pours down his face and with a full 60 seconds being incapable of answering the question. Fanny Willis getting smacked, spanked. Big Fanny getting spanked hard by the judge. And ladies and gentlemen, the official Fanny meltdown. Ooh, baby. What a entertaining collapse of this case. And we are savoring every single salty bit of it. Please. Enjoy, and we'll dive further into this case in just a moment. Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever. No. You've never gone to a cabinet with this? No. Fulton. That's before I had to abandon my home, Judge. All right. And at my well, home in South Fulton, this, I never, he never came there, okay? So if you don't well, come someplace, you can't live there. Ms. Willis, that's, I'm going to have to caution you. That's, this is going to be my first time I have to caution you. We have to listen to the questions as asked. And if this happens again and again, I'm going to have no choice but to strike your testimony. So... We need to break this down. This merchant's question, I believe, was uh, asking whether you lived anywhere other than South Fulton. And where, um, when did he come to, I guess, the condo? I'm not sure what you called it, condo apartment. Um, would he come and stay at that condo or visit you there? I'm sorry, visit you there. What condo, what apartment? I want to be clear. So not your house. I know you classified one as house and one as condo. So I'm trying to use those terms. So um, there's been more. That, see, what you don't understand is because of this case, I got to move. And so I, I just if you could ask a more precise question, yes, please give me the time period. Then. Mr. Wade visits you at the place you laid your head. When has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this is, it, it is a lie. It is gonna, a lie. Well, you see. Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Thanks. Be back in five. 
<laughs> I got a three-year-old. So any parents out there, any grandparents out there, like you have kids, right? If you got kids and you ask them a question, who ate all the chocolate? And your kid has like chocolate chip cookie right all over their face. Cookie crumbs everywhere, right? Who ate all the chocolate chip cookies? And you do, you know, it's like rhetorical, okay? Because there's evidence everywhere. It's like smeared all over the kitchen. Every parent's been in this situation. And your three-year-old, like, puts their hands behind their back, like, is wobbling back and forth, looking at the ceiling. It's amazing how just, like, the human condition has a tell. And your heart rate goes up. You kind of, like, don't know what to do. Looking all nervous. And it's amazing how, like, some adults actually don't ever progress past the infantile stage. And that is precisely what Fannie Willis is. Like, Fannie Willis is an adult child who, when caught in her obvious lies, starts throwing things, right? Ah, like, she starts throwing things, grabs her paper, throwing what else? I don't have a stack of paper to have a Kleenex box. Throw it. Like, she starts holding things up and yelling. Reminds me a lot of my kid throwing a tantrum. It reminds me a lot of my kid when she doesn't get what she wants, and she's like throwing a fit when you catch her in a lie. It's really, it's really fun. It's really special to watch, and it's amazing to see that they're hmm, not sending their best <laughs> when it comes to the prosecution of Donald Trump. It's actually, it's actually quite inspiring. There are a lot of wide-ranging cases against Donald Trump right now by a group of people who are destroying this nation, and they are destroying this nation at a quick pace. They have to try and put Donald Trump in jail or rip him from the ballot because, well, they have no other option. They've, they've, they've wrecked this place. They've opened the border. They've devalued the currency. They've printed trillions of dollars and sent them to our enemies, sent them to oligarchs all around the world for money laundering. It's really awful the way that they are running the economy and running this country. And it's sort of like being held on by a thread, duct tape and dental floss. Uh, you should be prepared because there are people who are rigging the economy against you. And you should consider investing in something that has a longer lasting value than the dollar. Go. Check out my friends at Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Allegiance Gold can help your money uh, go into a savings account, 401k, something that's backed by real actual value. Ladies and gentlemen, you could be dire if the dollar collapses for all of us. You could lose a massive amount of value in your savings. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Right now, get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Don't get fooled into inflated stock values while the economy is being artificially propped up for Joe Biden, protectwithbenny.com today as the way you protect yourself. Donald Trump, well, is having to protect himself against multiple specious legal suits around the country. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, somebody who really has a bead on uh, how to how to really like carve up um all of these suits, a, a legal expert, a litigator, and someone who, well, I'm sure knows what a cabin is. Viva Fry joins the show. Viva, if you were to ask me what a cabin is, and if I were to stare sweatily at the ceiling for 60 seconds, what would that say to you as a as a prosecutor? Well, I only realized that afterwards. You realize what he was thinking. He was trying to find a way to distinguish cruise cabins from a cabin in the woods so that he could somehow justify his lie. There's no question. He's like, well, they're asking me about a cabin in the woods. I've been on cruise cabins with her. Can I lie about this? He's like, yes, I can. I lie. Did you see the mashup when they played Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On and a little a little cloud bubble of Fanny getting dressed? It's wild, but they, they, they can't keep track of their lies. But the stats don't lie. Fanny Willis gets out there and she says, I had to move because of the Trump case. Uh, unless I've misunderstood the timeline, she had to move because she was getting threats before, well before the indictment. So they, they can't even keep track of their own lives. It's wild. So, I mean, 
there are a lot of people saying, including a lot of pundits who clearly hate Donald Trump, that the judges has got to disqualify because they've lied so much to the court and the case. I mean, do you, do you see that happening? I, I predicted the judge was going to disqualify her before this breaking news, the latest breaking of the phone records, which unless there's a I don't know, like unless this expert really blew it and made a mistake, I don't know how they get out of this now. So I predicted it before. It's It seems to be a, a necessary conclusion now because people might make the steel man argument. Well, they lied about stuff unrelated to the affair or whatever. I mean, even if you can make that argument, they've lied on the stand. They've discredited themselves professionally. There's no way you can let these people go back to prosecuting what is the most important case in the history of America, prosecuting an ex-former president under RICO laws. They, they've lied, which shows culpability. It shows that they knew they had something to hide. And they've been caught red-handed, like black on white. You can't argue with cell data. And um, I know I think it's a, it's a foregone conclusion now. I'm sticking to my prediction. But we need to see what happens this week because they still got um, Terrence Bradley there. They're still having the fight over access to the in-camera review of Terrence Bradley's text messages. Uh, but I, th- I mean, it's, it's going to go from bad to worse because I think they're getting disqualified. But I think they're going to face professional sanctions after this because it seems they've all lied under oath. They've all lied in the context of their professions. And these are the people putting people behind bars. You can't just forget about that and say, go back to doing your job after this. So I, I just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I'm no legal professional. I would never claim to be uh, particularly smart in this arena. But how, how, if you're so discredited, how do you go and bring this prosecution against Trump? Like, how do you not, is, it would be such a farcical demonstration because the clear criminals are the ones trying to prosecute crime. Well, uh, just imagine what the judge, Scott McAfee, what mental gymnastics he would have to go through now in order to not disqualify them. Yeah, they lied under oath. Yeah, they engaged in a relationship. But we don't really have great evidence that the relationship predated their testimony, although now we do. You got Yurdy's testimony. You have Terrence Bradley's testimony. And you got cell data showing booty calls lasting four hours beforehand. So what mental gymnastics is he going to have to go through in order to not disqualify them? I, I don't think he can do it. But then after disqualification, if I've ever been convicted by Fannie Willis, I'm going back and saying, check out the file now. Has she been this corrupt throughout her entire tenure as district attorney? And I suspect she has been. When she was getting the threats on her front lawn, it had nothing to do with the Trump case. It probably had to do with her corruption before the Trump case even hit the forefront. So um, I know it's, it's, I think they're getting disqualified. I'm sticking to that prediction, but I think they're going to face some serious, serious sanctions. And there's going to be ramifications beyond this case because we're now just everybody's seeing the emperor has no clothes. These are the corrupt, incompetent and above all else, idiotic, like unintelligent morons prosecuting these cases. Um, and I don't know how people are going to stand for it, but we'll see. You know, Georgia has been said to be a relatively corrupt state. Uh, what's his face? Not Raffenberger. Um, Kemp. Brian is, Kemp. Kemp. I mean, we'll see what he has to do, but this has gotten so much uh, so much spotlight. There's going to be political pressure to act on this. Impeach them. There should be sanctions for what they've done above and beyond being removed from this case, which they have to be. Yeah, I mean, again, you can't carry yourself into the court and then start picking up reams of paper and screaming, right? And like waving them around the court like a wild, like a wild person, wearing your dress backwards, wearing your American flag pin upside down. Have you ever seen a hotter mess? I, it, it was, well, for, I'm not, I think the dress backwards might have been debunked where it was just not fitting properly. Um, the pin was definitely upside down. I saw that in real time. She, it was, it was, it was, it was comical. I mean, I, if this had been an episode of LA Law, you'd say this is <laughs> farcically stupid. Yeah, but you see, no, this one doesn't have the bow. There's a bow on the front. So I think she had it the right way. It just didn't fit properly. Um, But she was so unprofessional, so unhinged. And you compare that meltdown, that like it's a childish teenage meltdown. Compare that to her poised performance in front of the church where she also lied. Bald face lies in the name of God on the pulpit of God. You compare those two demeanors. It's clear she's having a meltdown. She had those wrinkles under her eyes like she hadn't slept in a week. Like she's been crying herself to sleep at night. Maybe I'm (laughs) projecting. But no, it was it was wild. And it went so well that while her attorney, uh, Anna Cross, said, yeah, we're going to have another four to five hours cross with her or redirect, whatever. They don't bring her back. She doesn't step foot in the courtroom the next day. That's how well it went. Um, so, you know, it's wild, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun. It's entertaining. Um, but it's wild in that we are revealing the true corruption, not just in the Georgia prosecution of Trump. We're seeing Leticia James pulling similar 
similar stupid stunts out of New York, Judge Engelron out of New York. We're seeing the whole corruption of the system laid bare in real time where, you know, the, the likes of Putin, Kim Jong-un are looking at Biden and saying, my goodness, you guys were criticizing us. We're taking notes from you now. Yes, that's right. I mean, how, like, how do you have any moral standing in the world to go into these countries and say, no, de democracy, rule of law, when the rule of law in America is clearly, if you run against the Democrat Party, we will destroy you. We will come after you, your family, your businesses. You have no more more there's no more moral ambiguity right no, no, like it's it's clearly like regime tactics power politics um and then the dictators are simply around the world are simply going to say okay well the gloves are off now it, right I, like I, i'm using the word communism and people don't think it's appropriate it is communism what we're seeing out of these states when you know the state coming in through weaponized lawfare to seize private assets put you behind bars it's communism what i mean you can give it another name maybe like socialism or or you know, oh, just fascism in general. But, you know, the, and we're supposed to be happy. Well, at least we're not poisoning him. You know, you get, well, the, Putin poisoned Navalny after imprisoning him, giving him ridiculous sentences. Oh, well, at least we're not poisoning people. We're just trying to steal their assets, lock them up for life because they dare run against us. You got, you know, Justin Trudeau out of Canada calling Putin an autocrat where he's freezing bank accounts, using his police to beat the crap out of, out of, out of, veterans locking people up in years of pretrial detention no trial no conviction no nothing it's it what happens when you lose the moral authority on an international scale what happens is what we're witnessing nobody feels the need to abide by any written or unwritten law because those who've been preaching it are the ones violating it the most but it's you got new york leticia james seizure you know unconstitutional fines 455 million you got a bullcrap rico case where it seems that the only ones involved in rico activities are fanny willis and nathan wade and the entire uh, you know da office then you got uh you know further weaponization out of new york the eugene carroll kangaroo court 85 million dollar judgment it's we're seeing it now and it's to the point where even the um what's his name mr wonderful kevin o'leary he's yes. like i'm leaving new york in, and, and New York will become San Francisco in no time at all, because we talked about it last night with Robert Barnes. It's like you, suddenly that you're going to want to leave. You have a fiduciary obligation to your shareholders to get the hell out of these unpredictable, corrupt regimes. We're at the drop of a dime. They can say we're coming after your stuff and we're going to put you out of business and put you behind bars. We'll find the crime. Just find me the person. So you have a fiduciary duty to get out of these places. It's wild to watch. It's 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 an interesting time to be alive, Benny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it really does. It really does like create this massive self sort that's going to happen in the country and states like Florida and Texas, uh, simply because they run off of rule of law and not communism, are going to become so remarkably wealthy. And the electoral power, the uh, electoral college power of states like California and New York are going to collapse. And I think it's going to spell really, really bad things. You've already seen it happen in Illinois. Um, you've seen the panic sort of set in. And they, they're now they're now in a desperation spiral, I think, um, it's, when there isn't going to there's no way out. I mean, it's got a reverse course quickly. How are you going to attract business? Like New York has the highest taxes, I think, of all states, if I'm not mistaken. Where do yes. you, you can't get blood from a turnip and you can't get money from a stone. So you're going to chase out all of the tax paying, uh, you know, revenue generating enterprises for good bloody reason. And then what? You got you got a micro, an illegal immigrant crisis in New York. You've got social welfare programs that are not going to fund themselves. You're cutting police. You're cutting. You got a, a subway system that nobody can use. Nobody wants to use. And you're chasing out those who paid the taxes to support the failing systems in the first place. It's it's you know, they're they're entering the um, the event horizon of the economic black hole from which they're not going to be able to escape. But, you know, meanwhile, Florida's booming. Texas is booming. Tennessee is booming. And there'll be a shift. There'll be a shift to a state where you're not getting taxed up the wazoo. You're getting, you know, there's, there's problems in Florida, insurance and all those things. But at least the government leaves you alone a little bit more. And they don't try to ruin you, bankrupt you, so that they can get their 9% interest on a $450 million judgment that is absolute rubbish to begin with. Well, oh, yeah. I, I, just, I just don't know. I just don't know how, why... You know, it's it's, it's interesting because they've they've gone out of their way to say, no, 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 this is just about Trump. This is just about Trump. It's not just problem. about Trump. You sons of bitches, like we know how this works. We've read our history books. Like this isn't just about Trump. 
It's like the mail-in ballot. We cover the mail-in ballot fraud, and there's a new case every two hours about mail-in ballot fraud, and it's often used against Democrats. This is something that that I don't think we spend enough time on. It's Democrats committing fraud using mail-in ballots against other Democrats in Democrat primaries. Like once you open up this Pandora's box and once you rig the system, it will simply be used by the people who are immoral enough to use that lever against their opponents, right? And that will hurt Democrat. It will hurt the Democrat businesses. I don't care what your ESG score is. No, but Benny, you have Hochul coming out and saying it's only about Trump. That's a double-edged sword. I mean, that's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If it's not only about Trump, get the hell out. If it's only about Trump, thanks for admitting that this was a politically weaponized prosecution, persecution from the get-go, and you can always substitute a Trump for someone else who becomes politically disfavored. But what's, what's really disgusting in all of this, I mean, to, a lot of people are waking up. I was watching some MSM coverage of the uh, Fannie Willis hearing, and even they're like, yeah, it's 50-50 that she gets tossed right now. When MSM is saying 50-50, it's like 90-10. But <laughs> despite all of it, you still got your, your, your clapping smooth brain seals of the audience of Stephen Colbert. You got the propagandists of Stephen Colbert, Jon Stewart and the like still out there trying to tell you it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's fine. We hate him and we'll tolerate this injustice, but we're, we're witnessing in real time what we've seen mutatis mutandis throughout the ages. Just swap out uh, racial prejudice for political prejudice, swap out you know, the, the the types of street justice that was carried out decades ago in different states for the type of street justice lawfare we're seeing right now. And look at the barking seals that are clapping this on. And you found who would have been tolerating the lynch mobs of decades ago. It's it's ultimately very depressing to watch to some extent. But I do think even the most um, TDS afflicted individuals are realizing it. To some extent, maybe maybe not out of New York and California, but there's a lot of other people right in the middle who are now realizing that just by virtue of having sat in the middle, they've been pushed to the right. Yes, yes. Obviously, Elon Musk posts about this regularly. Uh, it is depressing. That's why I, I I hate doing depressing on the show. I hate being a doomer or a black pillar on the show. You did bring up a hilarious meme of Nathan Wade and what he might have been thinking about during the cabin. <laughs> we do have that meme. I think it's uh, probably the appropriate time to play it right now, Rolls Royce. Ever. 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 All the time we've been together. Sort of thing would last forever. Through sick and feeling good or bad. All I was happy, never, never sad. Now it's I, all gone. I think this is unedited. Getting worse. Well, the, mu- the music is broadcast. The music is different, but the pause is there. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. no, but it's funny. I was going to say, like, if you use the original with the Marvin Gaye, let's get it on the copyright trolls on 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 YouTube, go right after the entire stream. So you swapped out the music for I I hope not copyright. We got you, man. Yeah. That's oh, right. man. But that, no, the, you, you watch that and you think they paused it or looped together a, a silent scene like uh, like Pink Trick does with uh, with his edits. But no, you, you would have thought that that was a joke manipulated other than the music. That dude was sitting there thinking like, oh, geez, how do I get through this lie? And um, no, it's amazing. I feel, but at the, bottom, at the end of the day, I sort of, I feel bad for Nathan Wade. I feel bad for Terrence uh, Bradley because they got used and abused by mm. Fannie Willis. Uh, she, she's the, she's, you know, she was the spear in all of this. And uh, this is the destruction that she leaves in her wake. We appreciate Viva you coming on and helping us in this destruction. You yourself are a one-man wrecking ball. Everyone needs to apply to uh, apply and subscribe to Viva's channels, um, uh, and uh, specifically on X, but then also on Locals, right? Yeah, well, we got we got a, a wild, beautiful community. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com and the hearing, the Fannie Willis hearing, picks back up if it does on Friday, March first. I'll be live streaming it. Ooh. We're excited for that. Hey, God bless you, man. Godspeed. Thank Thank you very much. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, we always ensure that we bring uplifting news to you. And that is why we always love our Monday gun days. Let's go. Oh, yeah, baby. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight is the old adage. 
don't bring a hammer to a gunfight might be the update. Our Monday gun day brought to you by Spike Sackle. Alleged intruder armed with a hammer was airlifted to a hospital in Texas. Idiot in Texas. Why would you do a home invasion in Texas? Are you stupid? Are you stupid? I'm not saying choose a gun-free zone, but well, gun-free zones are effectively invitations to criminals, right? Homeowner shot him around 4.30 p.m. ABC 10 reported that the suspect forced his way into the home. He had a hammer. He was armed with a hammer in Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, the homeowner was practicing their Second Amendment rights and is safe and sound. Meanwhile, the intruder was transported to the hospital by air ambulance helicopter after being shot. Uh, F around and find out. Okay? It's the after, like 2024, 2020. 2021, 2022, and 2023 were the F around years, okay? Things got really bad. 2024 is the find out year, ladies and gentlemen. Spike's tactical is, of course, the firearm of the Johnson household. Don't F around in our house. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, I bought a house with a gun safe approximately the size of like a Volkswagen. So um, we are excited to practice our Second Amendment in the Johnson household uh, safely and soundly using the chosen, the favorite AR-15 of the Johnson household, which is the Spikes Tactical AR-15. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay strapped and bad guys get clapped. What we look for in every single show is a glisten of hope. We do certainly live in dark times. We do certainly live in sunken times. Uh, However, ladies and gentlemen, even if we have a tough news cycle where we have it, we find it hard to find good news. We will always have our verse of the day that brings light to us. And we hope it brings light to you every single day. The verse of the day today from Mark 10, 27, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. For all things are possible with God. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks, uh, if you look across the state of the nation, it does seem like we are, um, what, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Like level. It doesn't seem like uh, particularly the best time to be an American (laughs) Uh, uh, from a moral perspective, from an outlook perspective, from a future perspective. But with God, all things are possible. All he needed to see. All the angels needed to see to save Sodom was one good man, one good woman. Be that with us today and march forward to victory, ladies and gentlemen. The victory that is assured to us, we don't even have to worry about it. It's your boy, Benny. I'm fighting alongside of you. See ya.